Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Tim, your dad was a legend in this precinct. If you were anything like your dad, I'm not. I remember you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler, or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god! You can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika! Yeah! Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this, you and me. brought us together, and that magic is called hope. Listen up. We got ways to make you talk. Or mine. Yeah. So tell us what we want to know. Pipe. Yes. Okay. I can. Shoving. Pushing. My problem is that I push people away and then hate them for leaving. He's saying you can shove it. What? I can shove it? Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 no. We're not cops. In my head, I saw that differently. Alright, welcome everyone to episode 92 of Wonder Soul. I'm your host, Bearded Buddha. To start this week's episode, we got the review for Detective Pikachu. Stick around for the other two segments where we have part four of Wonder Thrones featuring Shane. Thank you guys for all your feedback and support and listening to Wonder Soul each week. Um, let's go ahead and just talk about Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> was a big part of my childhood. Um, I bet it was some way, somehow a part of yours or even now, I mean, as recent as a couple years ago, we have Pokemon Go. That's like one of the biggest mobile games here in recent, uh, history. <laughs> I mean, 
it kind of took the world by storm and then you know obviously Pokemon is more than a game a lot of people call Detective Pikachu a uh, video game movie and um, as much as I played Pokemon Red growing up and some of the other games like on Nintendo 64 I don't know if you guys played Pokemon Snap uh, me and my friend Stanley we even played Pokemon Puzzle League which was pretty much Tetris with a little bit of Pokemon wrapped up in it um, and I definitely played uh, the trading card game collected them played them had decks we would make fire decks you know grass decks whatever types of Pokemon and just had fun going to my local comic book shop and playing in tournaments and stuff trying to become a Pokemon master and speaking of Pokemon masters of course I watched the anime uh, with Ash and Brock and Misty and some of the movies. Uh, I know they're still making it right now, but um, you know over the years I kind of I kind of lost touch with Pokemon. I mean it was always relevant to some degree But you know as they kept moving forward and, and bringing in more Pokemon. I kind of like distanced myself. I really I really appreciate the original 151, I think, because I, th I think Mewtwo's number 151 or one of them. Anyways, the first original wave, I, and I like some of the ones that come after that, like for Gold and Silver, I played that, um, and I played Yellow, but like the beginning of the series is where I hold most of my love for Pokemon and the nostalgia really kicks me in the ass, uh, and obviously... 90s nostalgia is in so I mean there's a lot of 90s stuff that's happening and honestly guys I mean think about it uh, Over the last couple of weeks how spoiled have we you know truly become like I Just told myself I was like wow in the last couple of weeks uh, What I've seen if I would have went back in the past and told like the, the kid version of myself like hey man 2019 you're gonna see like the Avengers but it's like every Marvel hero almost <laughs> going to this huge battle uh, and you're also going to get the first live action Pokemon. I would have been like, dude, what are you talking about? Because it's almost unreal that we're getting a lot of these properties being uh, done on the big screen and a lot of people know about these characters and things now. Like uh, it felt like a, a secret among friends sometimes when you were into this growing up. You know, because after a certain point, like, there was, like, this pressure to be like, hey, you're an adult now. You need to stop playing Pokemon games. You need to stop doing stuff like that. But, you know, recently it feels like it's okay. Like, there's a, um, a, a like, a level of acceptance amongst the fans and even just uh, other people that weren't really into that stuff. Because we're all fans of something. And uh, as long as we're happy and enjoy it, like, it doesn't matter, like, how old you are. You know, I think some of, uh, you know, our best memories come from our childhood and the things that we were, we were into and, uh, you know, letting our imaginations run wild. So, you know, I was very hyped for this movie. Uh, I kept it pretty low key because I think Avengers Endgame and everything else coming out kind of kept me tied up. Um, but going into the theater, I went and saw it with a friend, uh, Matt. And we got our Pokemon cards and that was very nostalgic. That was almost like when I went and saw... I think it was Pokemon the first movie, you know, the one with uh, Mewtwo, which by the way, this Detective Pikachu movie kind of took some elements from that Pokemon the first movie, I think. Y'all let me know if you feel the same way. Um, 
But let's just go ahead and start talking about Detective Pikachu as far as the movie. Um, it is based off of a game in some ways. There's a 3DS Detective Pikachu game. Um, I never played it. If you have played it, let us know what you thought of it. Uh, did they take anything from that game and put it in the movie besides Detective Pikachu? And uh, let's go ahead and talk about Detective Pikachu. Alright, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, okay? Um, at first, when I heard about this casting, I was a little unsure. Um, but I have to say that Ryan Reynolds is the best part of this movie. And the Pokemon are the best part of this movie. Uh, you had to get those uh, Pokemon right. You had to get the look, the feel, uh, their interactions and abilities. You had to get all those small details. Um, you had to get those correct. If you didn't, then this movie fails. And, you know, honestly, I was wondering if I'd get used to the sound of Ryan Reynolds' voice coming from a Pikachu, um, considering now that I imagine that voice coming from Deadpool, which is a Marvel character. Um, and, <laughs> you know what? It actually grows on you. And it actually started to, as I started to see more trailers and clips, and um, I stopped connecting the two but I'll tell you other than some lines that he has in this movie that feel really out of place and obviously at the end um, when you get this uh, explanation about Detective Pikachu and why he can talk and talk to our main protagonist uh, which I forgot the guy's name um, I, th I know the actor's Justice Smith I think is his name but so that gets explained and that kind of gives you some hindsight um, if you were kind of like not pleased with that whole aspect of the story with Detective Pikachu being able to talk to our main character and vice versa. Which I, I mean look man Ryan Reynolds is kind of like Ryan Reynolds. He's just funny. He's uh, sarcastic. But you know what? This movie has a lot of emotion. So you know he's funny at some parts and he's also emotional and serious. Um, and so they hit a lot of cool beats with the character and he is obviously one of the main characters, uh, the main Pokemon that anybody thinks about when they think about this franchise. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's this walking Pikachu that uh, wants to be a detective or is a detective and is all about solving this mystery about this, uh, boy's father either being dead or gone missing or faking his death. Um, it's very interesting and that's something I need to say before we continue on with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Pikachu is that the story of this uh, movie uh, is okay. I think they were testing the waters. I think they're testing the audiences as far as um, world building, which they do a really good job of. But they leave it open enough so that whoever comes in to do these movies, if they do more live-action Pokemon movies, which I really think they will. I think this movie will be successful. Um, it's not going to be no Avengers Endgame in the box office, but it's still going to pull in those fans, and I think word of mouth is going to go around about just, like, how entertaining and fun and cute the movie is. So, like, people who aren't really into Pokemon, they'll probably check it out. Um, but the story itself is a little cheesy, but Pokemon's aren't really known for the story. Uh, you know, it's really all about uh, just catching Pokemon, battling Pokemon, living in this world full of these creatures uh, 
and just how interesting and fun that is. So, you know, it's actually a little bit darker and sadder at the beginning than I thought. Uh, they really try to make you feel for this main character who, you know, has had a weird upbringing. I think he lived with his grandmother. Uh, I think his mother passed away when he was younger. And now him and his father aren't really cool, which, you know, honestly, that probably speaks for more people than, you know, than you would imagine. And so I think a lot of people can relate to that situation. And um, so they really make you as the viewer feel for that, uh, feel for the situation, feel for this dude. And also admire the fact that Detective Pikachu wants to help him find his father and, um, but as far as like the story and some of the twists at the end, uh, they're a little predictable and then again they're not because you really don't understand the rules of this universe just yet and I think they did that on purpose. Um, you know, because honestly you don't get too much of the typical Pokemon stuff that we're already aware of as far as trainers and battling and Pokemon battles. Um, like, you know, like tournament style, not just Pokemon using their attacks and fighting, um, like actual battles like we're used to when you're playing the, the games or something. Um, and you don't get too much catching. I think really at the beginning there's one scene where our main character tries to catch a Cubone, which is like a small Pokemon with like a skull on his face and has a bone. Um, and that's actually a funny scene and you really get to start to see how powerful these Pokemon are in this real world. Uh, but it's also just funny, but in one way, you're left wanting more. I mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, I think that's what is your main grab. And I think that's why this was kind of a safe bet as far as story, as far as just testing out how people would react to these Pokemon being in a live action setting and in picking a storyline like Detective Pikachu, which honestly, uh, not many people are aware of. Uh, so I know to some people it might seem a little random, um, a little weird even, especially when you hear Ryan Reynolds voice coming from a Pikachu, <laughs> which I mean, Pokemon are known for just saying their name or having like this repetitive uh noise that they do whenever they make noise and uh to have ryan reynolds talking um can throw some people off but i'm telling you give it a chance i think on uh in a lot of ways this is like a really cool classic movie and i mean i don't mean that in the sense that it's perfect but I think if I was young or if I was seeing this and this was one of my first experiences with Pokemon in the franchise, I mean, they did a really good job of wanting me to be in that world. Um, the city that they spend most of their time in is actually a city that's based on the principle that Pokemon and humans uh, coincide. They live together. Uh, there's really no trainers and... There's no battles and catching Pokemon because Pokemon are citizens like people and they have jobs or squirtles that are like firefighters. There's Machops or Machamps or whatever, uh, you know, directing traffic with their like four to six arms. I forgot how many they got. Um, and uh, I thought that was really cool and that was a really interesting take on introducing people to Pokemon that are realistic looking and they're in the real world and they're standing side by side real people um, instead of just having them constantly in this wild environment now don't get it twisted you guys know if you've seen the movie that there are some scenes 
where we see Pokemon like Bulbasaur and some other ones that are in their natural environment. But for the most part, you're spending a lot of time in the city. Um, so it's interesting how that all plays out, but I think that was uh, uh, kind of a safe but risky bet. Like I, I know that kind of contradicts itself, but in a way, like as a fan of the franchise, I wanted more of that adventure into the wild, catching Pokemon, battling. And we don't get that. Um, we kind of get the opposite. Now there is some battle scenes, and um, it's like underground battles because it's not really, it's not within the law to battle Pokemon. Uh, but that's where you get that Pikachu Charizard scene, which is actually pretty interesting. And that's when you get uh, really introduced to this whole subplot of this Argas that like makes all the Pokemon like rage and become like I don't know if it makes them stronger. Uh, but it does make them like uh, aggressive and it's pretty wild um, But I wish we had a little bit more fighting uh, there is some action, but it's not your typical Pokemon action uh, It's usually our characters running away from some kind of Pokemon um, I mean for the most movie Detective Pikachu doesn't even know how to use his powers which you know obviously is later uh, explained but so you don't really see a lot of that until the end um mewtwo is in this movie and mewtwo is so op in general uh <laughs> this is like a godlike pokemon uh when you find out that he can transfer souls and do things like that um you're like wow what can this dude not do because i recently did watch pokemon the first movie which i want to do a retro review for uh either on youtube or just for the podcast and uh you see how powerful he is and they stay pretty true to his uh power and his abilities i guess i didn't know he had certain abilities that he shows in this movie but uh if you know mewtwo uh, more than me please uh let me know um but it was very interesting to see that they made him so powerful in this live action setting and i think that's what's going to be it's got me curious for the future. Um, obviously, this movie will do good. Um, and I told people before, even after just seeing some of the trailers, that you want this... If you're a fan of Pokemon in some way, and you've always wanted that typical, maybe Pokemon Red or even Ash and Brock and Misty live-action Pokemon film, that in order to get that, they had to test the water and they had to do something where... If, if people didn't like it, they did. They could easily disconnect it from whatever they wanted to do next. Um, yeah, this is live action Pokemon, but as far as leaving open the rules and how things are really within the larger grand scale of that world, uh, it's really uh, left open for anybody who wants to take this franchise forward. They can, they can mess around with the rules and nobody would know the difference because we weren't really given any rules. So if you're like me, um, I kind of like my rules in horror movies and, um, you know, sci-fi and all these different kind of action flicks just so I can um, understand the, the depth of like what's happening. Um, you know, these Pokemon in this universe, they're, they're pretty strong. All of them are. And their abilities are shown off um, in different occasions. Uh, Psyduck is pretty interesting, even though I don't like that Pokemon. Um, 
you know, uh, Mewtwo, and there's these monkey-like Pokemon, and there's these ones that can throw these, like, discs that are from newer generations, so sorry, I'm not that great with those names, but, um, and even Pikachu, when he gets to use his powers, is like, wow, man, Pikachu's pretty strong. Um, so it's impressive. I mean, if anything, this atmosphere, the setting, and the look of the Pokemon is fantastic, man. I mean, that was the most important thing they had to focus on. And the fact that they got that right, um, it, it leaves me to just let any kind of gripes or eh, with like the story or any kind of acting to be like forgotten. It's like, whatever. I was, I was entertained, I liked what I saw, it was uh, respectful towards like the original look of all these characters, but it is different, and it's different because it's a realistic vibe. Their skin, their hair, everything's not cartoony, solid, all one, it's pieces, and you really get to see a look for what these Pokemon may uh, look like if they were real um, in this world <laughs> and uh, so they did a good job and uh, so I applaud everybody who worked on the design of these live-action Pokemon and um, you know thankfully they got that right they got the atmosphere the world building is fantastic um, and so when, when I'm saying like the story and the acting I, I like the story for what it was but I'm ready for something more um, you know, typical Pokemon master, gotta catch them all vibes, and we'll get that in the future, hopefully, um, and the battles were pretty cool, when they did fight, the action wasn't, like, the CGI was good, the CGI overall, uh, was pretty, I, I, I wouldn't say, uh, perfect, but I think for making me forget that these Pokemon are CGI, interacting with real people, good job, um, Mewtwo, man, I'm telling you, he looks badass. Uh, <laughs> I wish we got some more badass Pokemon. Like Charizard looked badass. Uh, uh, Gengar, who is like this ghost-like Pokemon, he looks weird as fuck. He has like human teeth, and that really threw me off. He's fighting like a Blastoise, which looked good too, but you don't see too much. Um, that's one thing I would say. You get a limited pack of Pokemon. There are so many flipping Pokemon in this world. Uh, and what I mean by that is not in this movie, but like in the franchise and in this movie though It's like you got like a DLC pack of random fan favorites and even some sprinkles of later generations And probably some not so well-known Pokemon um, I don't know. I think at this point you have to do that But I hope that if they do anything in the future like a Pokemon cinematic universe, right? Let's start with Gen 1 and each sequel and each time we make another one introduce something more, you know, but let's start at the beginning where people are more familiar with the names, the look, and what to expect as far as powers and abilities and stuff. Let's start there in that region and, and we can move forward. Um, look, I'm going to tell you something. This movie is pretty funny, alright? Uh, it's cute. It's like awkward cringy funny in some in some parts you know as far as some of the dialogue and just how i mean come on it's detective pikachu but it's ryan reynolds man i mean if you've liked deadpool's humor if you like ryan reynolds like delivery and humor then you're gonna love the things that he says now there are a couple lines in there where i'm like all right y'all y'all got away with something but <laughs> just because it's like no matter what like i can't see that being in a pokemon movie but 
I didn't know we were ever going to get a live action Pokemon movie. So here we are in 2019, you know, so who am I? Um, so it's funny. I think they got tones right. Uh, for the most part, I think it was a little bit darker and sadder, um, overall with the main story of the kid, not really even liking his father, you know, because he feels like his father was working too much to care after his mother died and stuff. And, but I think that's like honest and true. I mean, there you go. I think people will relate to that. And if you can't, at least, you know, that that's a situation that a lot of people go through. And, um, you know, it's kind of risky on their part, I would say, uh, but it really adds a lot of motivation to these characters and it's a cool thing for character arc development and stuff like that. Um, one of my things that I wish after getting to the end of the movie was hoping that we would have gotten some names or anything that is really familiar as far as like I was hoping we'd get like a Professor Oak you know, thing, um, you know, and Ryan Reynolds, when he's, uh, in the movie, cause it, you know, you find out spoilers that Ryan Reynolds is actually Justice, uh, Smith's dad. He's a detective, but Mewtwo put his soul into Pikachu in order to go and try to get the son to help, you know, solve this mystery and fix everything, which turns out it's like this guy who made the city, He's in a wheelchair and he wanted to like create Mewtwo and link his mind up. One thing, when I saw the R on that R gas, the purple gas that makes the Pokemon freak out, I was so hoping they would have introduced Team Rocket. But that's the thing, like Team Rocket, Professor Oak, uh, something, some towns. I don't know if this town or city in this movie is actually in any of the games or the anime now. Tell me if it is. Um... But I was hoping to get something like that. You know, sure, uh, a lot of people make fun of, like, the fact of people going to some of these movies and go, oh, I get that reference, or oh, I know what that is. Well, hey, you know, that's fan service. I mean, uh, you gotta do that. You know, you can't leave it so generic and wide open for everyone and not pay your respect to, like, the source material. So, I mean, hey, it's just bonus points. I mean, it doesn't really take away from the movie if you don't understand things. They explain everything you need to know about this world um to to accept everything and move forward you know but like like i said earlier the rules everything is still a little open-ended um but i do wish that we got some characters um even like some locations like the health centers or the stores had some more callbacks to what things look like or were um you know called back in the games and even in the anime um and i've already talked about the limited pokemon and there's limited pokemon catching there's limited pokemon battles um but i'm sure we're gonna get more of that and i think that when we do they're gonna hear the feedback that we have uh you know from this movie and what we hope and wish for the future and i'm sure that we'll get some of that and i'm sure they'll listen and uh, take that into consideration because um, like I said they're they're just testing this out so look overall when I left the movie I was feeling pretty good I was I was happy I was pleased that they didn't mess it up um, you know after seeing things like that Sonic trailer um, not to bash I don't like to jump in and beat up like with the rest of the internet but I mean that Sonic trailer just feels like it was made by people who honestly don't know or care about the franchise. And this this made me feel like the people who worked on Detective Pikachu cared about Pokemon. They cared about the franchise. They, they, they knew 
um, you know, how many people out there knew and, and liked these characters, these these creatures in this world, and, and they made sure to, you know, bring out something that would attract new fans and, and people that aren't really fans of the series to check out this movie at least, and also to please uh, long-time fans of Pokemon, I mean, since the 90s, I mean... A lot of us uh, 90s babies, uh, we grew up and that was such a major big thing in our in our upbringing. I mean, that's probably like the equivalent, you know, uh, well, it's kind of like right now for some kids, probably stuff like Fortnite's like the big deal. And I remember all my friends, everybody played Pokemon. You, you either collected the cards and you played, you know, with the card game and you were trading cards with friends. Or you were trading Pokemon via your cable link through your Game Boys. Um, you know, there were somethings. You, you somehow got into this franchise in one way or another. And so, you know, I gotta say that Detective Pikachu is basically what you want from this, like, first live-action Pokemon movie. Is there more that we need and want? Sure, yeah, and I think that they're going to get there eventually. Um, that'd be like us watching Iron Man and going, man, I wish we had the Avengers and I wish they would bring in this and this, you know, it's like, whoa, we'll get there, but it might take some time. Um, but we need to like know what we need to correct, what we need to, uh, bring in, take out, you know, they, they want to see what the feedback is. If they're smart, they'll, they'll treat it that way so they can make more money and make more people happy because they'll make a better product every time they make one of these films so not saying you got to do a cinematic universe uh warner brothers or whoever who's working on this uh but if you do because that is kind of a trend i think that you made the right move of making a movie that can stand on its own but can also introduce a world that can feature other stories and characters and movies so look that's my review for detective pikachu overall i really enjoyed it man it's uh you know for we're talking about a scale out of 10 it's probably eight uh pikachu coffee cups uh out of 10 you know i there's a couple things here and there where i'm like yeah but you know i thoroughly was just blown away you know maybe i gotta see it another time to just really see it for what it is but it was just so cool to see these characters and uh, this world on the big screen in live action like it's something that i've known they should have done at some point or another and maybe it's just the timing's right you know so if you haven't seen it and you listen to this review i didn't go into too many details um because you know it's just me this review for and i don't want to blab 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 um but if you do want to hear more uh spoiler talk and go into details um yeah i i can make something work um or have somebody else on to talk about what they thought of the movie uh but i wanted to make sure that i sat down and talked to you guys and you know if you haven't seen this movie go check it out uh go support this film if you want more pokemon live action films um as far as a video game movie this is probably one of the best if that's what you consider it um but to me and probably a lot of people this is more than just video games this was a larger part of a um franchise that was taking the world by storm when we were growing up and you know honestly by the looks of it it's still uh popular it probably will never peak as much as it did back in the 90s and even recently 
uh, with like stuff like Pokemon Go introducing it to so many people, but I think it's always going to stay relevant as long as they know how to move forward without leaving people in the in the past or in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as they introduce new things or deliver it in a way that people that aren't familiar with the franchise can uh, have an opportunity to check it out and get into it, but also you know pay their respects and to the to the fans that have been with them this whole ride this whole journey since the beginning um or for a very long time at least so yes so hope you guys enjoyed this review for uh detective pikachu if you want to just check out my reaction for which is a new series on the wonder soul youtube channel go ahead and check out that video it's pretty much going to be like a spoiler free general impression that i'm starting to do now with the the wonder soul youtube channel so check that out and uh yeah thank you guys for listening to this segment and i hope you guys stick around for part four of wonder thrones and whatever more you have in this episode of wonder soul episode 92 so thank you guys i'm beard buddha tell me what you guys thought about detective pikachu go see if you haven't Tell me what you thought after you see it. What Pokemon cards did you get? I got Lickitung and Detective Pikachu. So let me know in the comments or on social media. And I'll talk to you guys next review for Peace. Wonder Thrones is here. A six-part Wonder Soul Minisery is dedicated to discussing the final season of Game of Thrones. Bearded Buddha is joined by friend of Wonder Soul, Shane. Together they will share their thoughts on each episode of the series finale. Stay tuned at the end of the show for ways to connect and to support Wonder Soul. We hope you enjoy. We have won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. We'll rip her out root and stem. Living in the present, or something like that. Tyrion's like, it must be nice to be able to live in the present. I don't remember how it goes. But Bran basically tells him, like, I don't live. He's like, I've spent all my time in the past now. I don't live in the present. What do you think about his character now, bro? Bran? Yeah. Um, he's kind of boring and bland. Yeah, I thought he was going to have, like, cool mind control powers. But all he has <laughs> is, like, nothing. He just sits there. He, like, pieces out. Me mugs people, like, right. constantly. And it's like, I have all this information. I'm not telling y'all, though. Right. Um, welcome, everyone, to uh, part four of... Uh, Wonder Thrones. This is, uh, yeah, episode four <laughs> of uh, Game of Thrones, the final season, season eight. I'm joined by Shane once again. Good Welcome. evening. Uh, Shane and I have been doing this series for the last uh, season of Game of Thrones, and this episode was the last of the Starks. Um, we're going to just go ahead and get into some highlights, and then we're going to uh, just have a discussion so what did you think about episode four of game of thrones about like i thought about episode three yeah <clears throat> yeah it was not uh, my favorite i mean the opening scene was nice it 
it touched on, you know, they were basically honoring all the dead, all the lives that they lost, and uh, what was supposed to be considered the Great War that turned out to be <laughs> not so great. Pretty easy, I guess. I mean, they lost a lot of people. Yeah. But, I mean, Arya made it pretty easy in the end. Yeah, it didn't all go down like we thought it was going to no, go down. No, no. But, uh, but, yeah, so they were honoring the dead. You get to see Danny's last moment with Ser Jorah, mm-hmm. which basically she's losing, like, one of her last true allies if you think about it like one of the few people she could actually truly truly trust it's been with her since the beginning because i mean Tyrion's only been with her since season i think five roughly he goes mm, i can't remember four exactly or five when. it's four or five roughly somewhere in there it's shortly after joffrey dies but um um so she can't she can kind of trust him but not really you already see her not Trusting yeah, him as she's much not cool these days, as right? much as she, she was. definitely can't really trust Varys. You see that in this episode later on about how <laughs> you know he's basically almost ready to assassinate her. Yeah, is but, that uh, what the vibe was? I got him? the vibe that when him and Tyrion were talking, that it was you know to kill her. Yeah, I thought it was you didn't like, yo, let's get out of here, bro. Because no, I got the vibe the that he was like. Tyrion, don't get in my way. Like I'm gonna kill her, and if you're in the wrong, if oh, you're in the way, then you're gonna die I too. Did not I, that went over my head, that man. Yeah, the it, the way he said it, it seems like you know he was gonna try to offer, you know, offer. Yeah, that she's gone basically crazy in his eyes. Well, that's probably their, that's probably the uh, um. But they're kind of making her. Yeah, I was about to say the opposing sides like uh, that's her strategy. Is yeah, they're forcing her hand, and she's turned into. Danny at the beginning was more about uh, saving people and helping you know your common people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no slavery. You know, rights for equal people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she put on hold coming to Westeros for a while to. When she took over Marine to get it back running right, and how she wanted it to be run, and now she's since she's got back to Westeros, it's almost like she's gotten impatient. Like she's uh, yeah, she's just like almost blood hungry for the throne, like willing to get it at any cost. It's like she's got to prove herself. She's got to yeah. kind of like thrust extra confidence out there because. There's a lot of powerful uh, people and yeah. leaders of and kings and queens of their own territory. Yeah. So she has to be, be, take charge and be like, "I'm the queen of all the uh, like all of y'all." Right. So she can never like show weakness, but right. she's constantly being tested, like with everybody like you know dying or like right. making mistakes or showing like disloyalty in some way. Mm-hmm. I think that's got her kind of shook. But I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel like you're right. Like, she's very impatient. She seems like, yo, I know we just, like, dealt with this, like, crazy threat of dead people. Right. Almost, they killed out. They killed so my many. whole, all my forces. Killed all of her Unsullied, pretty much, and all of the Dothraki. Like, all of her forces are gone. And now it's like, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and just run over to King's Landing. And let's go ahead and just get this done. Like, I told you I'd help you, but, like, now it's time for yeah, me to repay Yeah, her and Sansa me. get in an argument. Like, Sansa tells her, you know, like, maybe we should chill out. Yeah, and, like, let's and, take a break. Uh, and, you know, let our forces, the few forces that we have, you know, let them recuperate. Mm-hmm. You know, get, get back right. Yeah, which is the smartest thing to do. I think it would, you know, be a, a smart, logical play. And even oh, yeah. then, like, 
they she still got the second sons in Marine. Remember, she left uh, the oh, guy yeah, that was that's in, true. I forget his name, but he was one of the dudes that was in love with her. Oh, uh, Littlefinger or whatever? No, no, they killed oh. Littlefinger. It was, uh, I cannot remember his yeah, name. Yeah, they're sorry. connected, though. Like, I know. Um, like, but, yeah, they're in charge. He's the, it's like the first mercenary group that she got, like, back in season two or three. Mm. They were called the Second Sons. And, uh, she left them to rule Marine when she left. Like, that guy wanted to come with her and bring bring her troops with him. Mm. So, I mean, technically, you know, she could chill out for a minute, call them, tell them to come over. That gives her another probably 10,000 men, roughly. Maybe not that many. But, but it would help even, more. even the odds. Yeah, they need but as much as they can But she's just like, get. fuck that, we're going now. Like, everybody saddle up, we're marching today, south. And, like, that's the thing, like, you know, because we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, like, one thing I want to address about this episode was the pacing, man. Like, the pacing of this season seems a little off. Like We started it, slow. Yeah. And then we have episode three, which is just, like, chaos. Yep, just the, it's finishing up the battle, tying up the, the White Walker storyline, I guess. I guess, man. I guess. I mean, maybe there's something still left in that. But, I mean, it seems like they pretty much tied that up. Like Which that, is that unfortunate, thing. man. I, th- I don't think I'm, like, pleased with what we got afterwards. Like, the aftermath. Like, you were talking about, like, you like the party scene. Yeah. I thought that was cool, but then it was also, like, man, I, I realized, like, who did die. You know? And, and at the beginning, like, the opening scene, it's, like, only just a couple people. Yeah, and they were, really- like, <clears throat> s- side characters, basically. That's, that's, like I said last week, you really only had two main characters, and it was the two they showed. Mm-hmm. They showed uh, Danny with... Um, Sir Joro, and yep. they showed Sansa pinning a, uh, a, a. What was that? It was a Stark sigil. Oh. Uh, it was the direwolf pendant. Gotcha. She pinned one of those on Theon. That's cool. And I think maybe they showed John with Sir Beric from Darien. I think. The guy with the eye patch that was the Lord of the Light dude. Yeah. I think they probably scanned. I think over. they might have scanned over him, but they were like I said, they didn't. We didn't. They didn't lose a whole lot. I mean, they lost infantrymen, as you could say, like their yeah, but nobody like foot soldiers. They didn't lose like any main main characters. We were at least thinking that some major players. I thought like half of the you know main cast would have died, but I guess that's leaving for this next episode. Like the, there's gonna be a lot that die in the Battle of the King's Landing, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe there's not that many that die. Maybe it's just going to be more like a lot of like Build civilians up. and mm-hmm. peasants. Like maybe Danny comes in there and burns the city and a bunch of innocent people die. And you have a few of your main characters that might get into some sword fights like that might die situations. or something. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, let's go back to Danny real quick and yeah. talk about how she does have that moment with John where she's like, yo, you don't need to tell nobody. Like, just don't say anything. And that's your that's Yeah, your she choice. sees in that scene where um, they're celebrating after they've defeated the Night King. <clears throat> she sees, like, Tormund... And some of the other people celebrating around John, talking about, you know, how he got stabbed in the heart and came back to life and was riding a dragon in battle and just doing all this crazy shit. He's like this legend. Right. He's turning into a legend, basically. And he went from, he was, you know, his whole life he was known as a bastard. And most people still know him as Jon Snow, which is a bastard. (laughs) So, and now he's doing all this, he's becoming this crazy war hero. And Danny just sees all these people celebrating around him, and she's just kind of sitting in the corner by herself. 
And so she gets up and leaves. And later on that night, she goes into his room. You know, he's a little drunk. And uh, <laughs> he was. He was stumbling. Yeah, he stumbled a little, a little bit and said yeah. he, he he said well, she asked if he was drunk and he was like no. And he got up and stumbled. <laughs> and he was like, well, maybe a little. Just a little. Bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So then she, Danny, asking you know basically begs him, almost starts crying to not tell anybody, um, especially his, his family, real, yeah, about heritage. his real heritage, because she knows that it'll be the end of her, basically, because she sees how everybody accepts, she'll never be accepted in Westeros like he is. Yeah, now. but she could still be attached to that, like, you know, and he's even telling her, like, I don't want this. Yeah, like, and there's, you know, he's told her numerous times, but sometimes... And I mean, even Varys and Tyrion talk about it. It's like sometimes the best ruler is the person that doesn't want it. True. It's, he's going to be the fairest and the most unjust. He's not like Cersei wants it, and Danny. They both want it so bad. Like they don't care about the betterment of everybody else. Danny, at one time, like that was her whole thing. She cared about the betterment of people, but yeah. she's here in this last season. They've kind of. She's kind of changed. I don't know if they did that on purpose. It's hard to say with yeah. the way the writing's she's kind of kind gone of like for me. Power hungry. Yeah, she's yeah. like gotten like say power hungry, bloodthirsty. She's like, this is my destiny. Right, and stuff. right. She's all about destiny, and they were talking about even Varys mentioned something about like how tyrants always talk about destiny. And stuff yeah, like that. there is that. Yep. <clears throat> so, but yeah, he bas- she basically pleads John not to tell anybody, and he's like, you know, I kind of have to tell my family, which is <clears> only like. Three people. Yeah, and I mean, John is one of those people through the whole show, he's never lied. He's never lied to anyone. Yeah. He's um, honest. He's, he's all about honesty. Always about telling so the truth. He was like, basically told her, you know, I have to tell my family. And she pleads him and pleads him and tells him, you know, like, Sansa's changed. She's not the same girl that you grew up with. All of them. Yeah, all I mean, Arya would, you knew Arya would keep the secret. Um, Bran already knew. Yeah. He knows everything. So it's really just... So it was really just... Yeah, just Sansa. What Sansa Sansa. would do. (laughs) And, uh... And, I mean, she's basically turned into, like, a little Cersei. Yeah, like... But, but I mean, she she learned under her. She she learned from her at King's Landing when she was there with Joffrey. Then she learned from Littlefinger from all those years she was with Littlefinger. And then she learned from Ramsay. So she's learned from some, some crazy and some... Some smart and very ruthless people when it comes to like playing the Game of Thrones. So you can tell that, like, when John tells John, of course, eventually, you know, tells Sansa and Arya and, and Bran. Well, Bran already knew, but tells them that. And then later on, you can see Sansa's contemplating the idea when here and Tyrion, or right mm-hmm. before Tyrion's about to leave with uh, Danny to yeah, go uh, south. She's contemplating whether to tell her or not because she knows if she tells him that then Tyrion will tell Varys who will then tell somebody yep. else and eventually it'll get out. And that's what she wants. She knows if, if, if the word can get out, then more people would want to back it John be like than John's Danny. choice. It'd right. Be like the people's choice. Exactly. Basically how they proclaimed him King of the North. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't something he wanted. They just made him that. And it'd be the same way they would back him for... Right. The king for King's Landing over Danny. So, and of course, Sansa tells Tyrion, and that exact thing happens. He goes and tells Varus, and Varus basically says, Well, if eight people know it's not a secret anymore, it's information. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah, it's definitely information, and, yeah, and we've so. we we've known one thing about Game of Thrones is that like, what you know, gets you like, a lot more days alive in that in that series because yeah. like, um, knowing something like that can definitely shake up. That's power. In this, oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that's massive. Like information mm-hmm. like that is massive. But you know what about Game of Thrones? Like seeing that, like you were talking about. Uh, how she was raised around Cersei's and stuff and all these different people. Yeah. Like, each of them are a product of, like, their surroundings. Like, they oh, come yeah. from the same background and beginnings, but, like, because of who they were around this whole series, they are now, like, a version of that in some way. Right. So that's kind of weird to look at and see, and they're staying true to that stuff. But there's also some things that just feel, like, kind of offbeat, you know, kind of, uh, like, out of character in some ways. Like, like you're ever since you told me about the season five and after that, like, that, you know, this isn't from, like, books like it was. And right. it's it's almost left me, like, doubting the show every time I watch it. I'm like, <laughs> is this really I, what's happening? Or who made this up? Who's, whose choice or is, you know, who's, you know, I don't know. Like, George R. R. Martin, like, he's done some, like awesome storytelling but now it feels like the pacing's just like hey we gotta wrap this up yeah it uh it's definitely definitely a lot left to be desired like, yeah like, which is not, weird cause it ended like okay with like that dragon blowing up the wall you're like dude next season's gonna be crazy and right now, and now if you really think about it what I mean I don't know yeah, well, the whole premise of the show we got was winter is coming, 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 and then winter finally got here, it was bullshit, and it was like, we defeated it like it was nothing. And it was dark, and we couldn't see. So, and, uh, but yeah. I mean, like, this isn't a terrible episode, this is like, okay, but this is definitely making... We haven't choices. even got to the worst part. Of no, we so. haven't. This is just like really. We just spoke about like two things. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's keep let's keep on track, man. My bet. I know you're fine. Um, what's the next thing you want to talk about, man? Because uh, I could talk about this. Arya, she's like the MVP. She kills the Night King. Yeah. Uh, but now she's just she's riding even, off. Right, she's not even celebrating with anybody. At that she don't care. Afterwards. She's down like in the basement area training. Yeah. Gen- she- oh yeah, we forgot to mention Gendry got made a uh, the Lord of uh, Storms End, which yeah. is where that- is that? What is that? I mean? don't. That's that was the Baratheon castle. Like uh, technically, it was Robert's castle, but since Robert was the king of King's Landing, he had two brothers, uh, Renly and uh, Stannis. Stannis, he, he made the king of Dragonstone. Dragonstone? Which is where Danny was going to in this past episode when she oh. got ambushed. That was technically the Targaryen castle from long ago. And when Robert defeated Targaryens in his rebellion, uh-huh. he gave Stannis their castle and gave Renly <laughs> the Storm's End, which was the Baratheon castle. Jeez. And basically nobody's lived in the Baratheon castle since like season two because... Robert died in season one. Renly died in season one also, I believe. And Stannis dies later on, but he was always king of Dragonstone. So Storm's End was just empty the whole time. So Danny, of course, makes Gendry, uh, legitimizes him as a Baratheon and makes him the king of Storm's End. So you were cool with that? 
Yeah, that was like cool. That yeah, I like that moment. I, I, a lot of people speculated it would probably happen because he was the only Baratheon left, so it would keep the house going. Yeah. And uh, plus, Danny did that as like a power move too. That kind of hey, I made you King of Storms in now when I need you. That's all she's about right oh, now. Oh yeah, and I mean Sansa saw it. Like everybody else was celebrating, you could just yeah, see she Sansa was looking just from like the giving side. her that death look. Like I, see, I know what you're up to. I yeah. see that. I you see don't even bitch. know this you. dude. <laughs> right? But uh, so yeah, he gets made King of Storms End, and Storm's End. basically immediately goes to find Arya and tell her. Mm. Tells her and immediately proposes to her and says, hey, come be my wife. He's like, I'm going to have the best day of my life. Dude. Right? Like, I'm going to be storm king today. I'm going to oh, get, get a, my, my beautiful wife that's a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, that's killed the Night King. Right? But oh then, of gosh. course, Arya shoots him down because, like, she's told him every time she's not a lady. Yeah, and, like, I'm um, not going to do this. Right, she's an assassin, so she's got killing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically leaves him blue balled sitting there on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, like, you, he should have known, could, bro. Yeah, I mean, he, known. he went way too strong. Like, he could have just been like, hey, I'm the King of Storms, and isn't that cool? You want to come hang out in my new castle sometimes? Yeah. yeah. We can Netflix and chill or something like that. That's that. If, but, uh, if, if the season goes how I might picture it, I'm saying that he doing that is like the pacing of this season dude yeah it just was like way too quick hey, let's get it yeah. and and I like Arya like just kind of I'm dipping out yeah. she knows things probably now but she's like I got business to handle yeah I could see if she if she survives King's Landing do you see her killing Cersei I don't know no. maybe Jamie does oh that that would make more sense right um, Maybe that's why he's followed actually, the prophecy. Um, are the prophecies still in play, or are they out of the window? I mean, they've used some. Hmm. Cersei, the one that the witch told Cersei, has basically come true. About the only way she'd become queen, it's like all of her children would die, and then she'd become queen. She'd have three children; they'd all die. She'd become queen, and then her youngest brother would kill her. Was her is what a witch told her at a young age. They, they, they I believe there's an episode in the show where that they shows they show, that, they shows that yeah, Damn. and they did the one with Arya and the Night King with Lady Melisandre last episode. Yeah. So, so they're they're, I, they're getting those prophecies in. Yeah. yeah, I could see Jamie probably killing Cersei. That, and that's probably it, man. Like, he probably knows that's what he's got to do. Like, nobody else is going to. Like, he, he has the best Yeah, Arya wants chance. to. Um, but Maybe they'll team up. Maybe Arya helps the Hound because they're traveling down there together. Maybe they team up and kill the Hound's brother the mountain. the mountain together. Ooh. Because I think it'd be hard just for the Hound by himself to kill the zombie mountain. I feel like they're going to need, them two are going to need to, like, tag team him. So, like, when we get to King's Landing, bro. Like, how'd you feel about... Because this is where they decide. Danny's like, look, we got to go do this now. So we're not taking a break. No timeouts. We're rolling. Um, I want to get that thrown. And the longer she's on there, the stronger she gets. And right. John's like, uh, you know, I don't want no bad vibes here. I'm just going to... You know, does he... He's, does he agree with her? I don't, I don't think yeah, he, yeah, he agrees with Danny. He stands up to Sansa. Yeah, um, which was kind of probably like a weird move, man. They probably I mean, can I tell could that see he's... him doing that because Danny was throwing out the card, you know, like, hey, I stopped what I was doing to come help y'all fight yeah. the king of the north or the, the night king. 
But she knows now. And like now the, you're telling me that like you want to wait when I'm asking you to come south with me. So I could see why John. True. Plus John's in love with her. So true. Yes. Of course he's gonna back her. True. Even though the other one, even though Sansa's like, they're technically what they're half. No. What is what would they be now? Who? John and Arya. That'd be their uncle. John would be their uncle. I guess maybe. Cause if. If Liana was their aunt, mm-hmm. no, it'd be their cousin, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be their cut. Co- John would be their cousin. Oh, okay. That's still like yeah. That's close. They're not t- brother sister. They're not brother sister anymore. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. I mean, I know some people that are as close to like cousins or like yeah. brothers and sisters, but not. I would say I'm a lot closer to my sister than any of my cousins. Yeah. And I think that's probably how it would have been back in those kind of probably. days or that kind of Maybe. living yeah. set up. But, I mean, it seems like family is close no matter what. Like, yeah. But there's, like, tiers. Like, your cousins are at this tier. Like, if they're a ruling family like the Starks are. And that was the thing. Like, I had to ask you, like, before this episode, like, before we recorded, like, it's called Last of the Starks. And I was yeah. like... What the heck? I don't remember like that ever being a theme. But you were telling me Bran was, is the last. Yeah, episode. technically, Bran is considered the last male heir to a, or the last true male Stark because John is half Stark because his mother is Lyanna Stark, and then um, all the other boys are dead. Rickon died. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob died. Um, so. <laughs> Bran's the only one left, but Bran's technically not Bran anymore. He's a three-eyed raven. So he tells Tyrion that in the episode. He's like, I don't even really live in the present anymore. I always live in the past. I'm living in visions and seeing what went so back tricky, on during the day. Yeah, so weird. So weird. And Tyrion, man, like, what did you think about him this episode? Because he had a cool moment near the end that I liked. I mean, I'll tell you right now, like, once, like, they got lined up and that whole ending finale with Cersei up there with uh, that uh, Grey Worms chick From Sunday yeah and all that and Tyrion going up and talking but Tyrion throughout this episode you see that he knows a little bit about everyone like yeah. he, he's interacted with a lot of different characters bro and he's gotten along with every one of them yeah for the most part um you know and it just seems like damn I hated how he had to look up there and go dude don't do this you know what's gonna happen like once you do this move like there's no turning back yeah and I was like dude I feel for you bro man it's a pretty crazy shot too when they show it like Tyrion after they cut his head off and he's usually they show like behind Tyrion you see her body over one shoulder and then her head over his other shoulder it's pretty cool looking shot but uh can we talk about one thing about that whole thing? When they freaking got in there in their boats and everything went, you know, fuck shit, dude. Everything was crazy. The dragon goes down. They wash up on shore. Yeah. Okay. Next thing we know, they're in another place. And then one of that chick got captured. How? What was that about? That happened so weirdly. Like, they teleported and fast-traveled to you this location. You didn't know um, Euron had invisible and <laughs> uh, fast-traveling boats? <laughs> no! Yeah, dude, he's got the sneakiest uh, fleet of ships in uh, naval history. 
Yeah, you didn't know that? No, man. Yeah, it's been pretty incredible. <laughs> I think he's probably going to be able to drive them bad boys on land by the time the show's over with. Bro, that was like so I mean, he can odd, hide in dude. plain sight. And then... Kyburn is like, I mean, mad props to that dude. Like, he created fucking heat-seeking like, turrets. <laughs> pretty much. Like, right? dragging-seeking missiles back in ancient times. Like, I mean, they fired three at the dragon. They got a bunch and of... And did not miss one shot. Like, yeah. they fired three. Boom, boom, boom. Like, one right after the other. One to the chest, one to the wing, and then the kill shot right through the ready, neck. They were ready, man. They were so ready for them to come over. And there. I mean... People were talking about, and I mean, I kind of agree too. Dragons flying at that altitude, it'd be hard for a ship, a fleet, uh, a fleet like that of ships to hide. I mean, I I know it shows them coming around uh, like a rock formation, mm-hmm. but there's no way that it was that big of a rock formation for the to hide all those ships. And then on top of that, the way that they perfectly hit three shots like that. Uh, I mean, if they were going to kill the dragon, if they were going to kill Viserion that way in an ambush like that, mm-hmm. they should have just did it last week when him and uh, Rhaegal were battling. Like, when the Night King and Jon and them were having that battle with the, the dragons were flying in the sky and battling. Yeah. And they were getting kind of ripped apart. That should have went down. They should have just let them rip each other apart a little bit more and just killed them right then. I would have liked that that death would I'm like damn that was a sick death like two dragons battling a, a, a dead dragon a zombie dragon versus a, a life dragon it seems like some of the death but then they just fucking been... killed him in an ambush like, yeah and it's I mean it was like three perfect shots like I don't know like, it's a little it anticlimactic so dude yeah. for that dragon like you're saying I wish he would have went out like fighting a dragon or something but like the fact they just kind of roll up and then Alright, that one's down. Get right. this other and one. And then like you say, and then after they they kill the dragon, they fuck up the fleet and they just happen to pick out like the one person that they needed to out of all that chaos. Like Euron just mm-hmm. he was a long ways away from that like when they blasted the boats. Yeah. They looked to be like They weren't like right up on the shore. No, they were a long ways away. But they just somehow went over there and scooped up Misande and nobody else. And nobody saw him <laughs> scooping him up. And then, um, and then like uh, they're they're in that freaking throne room or that strategy room, like in that island, right? Yeah, that's at Dragonstone. How far is that from King's Landing? Uh, they say it's pretty close because. Uh, oh okay. Gen- I thought it was further. That's I why I've been watching. I was like, uh, Gendry hell? rode it on a boat. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't. It's not super. It's like far. a three days on a rowboat, I think. Oh shit! <laughs> so, I think it's the closest castle to King's Landing. Yeah, Dragonstone is now. Like the, now, Winterfell supposedly far, like a couple like, like weeks to months to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. Oh shit! So, and they do that like like John will be there in the next episode. That's wild, dude. The pacing feels very very weird, dude. Yeah, in the first like just to, like the first season, it took like almost half the season for them to travel between King's Landing some of the characters I liked some it the characters better when, it, the whole season. when it took its time dude it feels like yeah. the last couple of seasons have been in the world and whatnot. yeah and I'll, I'll if if it goes the way I, it's going I wish that they would have done season 8 is all about them versus the Night King and then just do one more season six episodes and do this final finale of them versus Cersei 
Yeah. If that's how they wanted to do this. They didn't need to cram it in a six-episode uh, six season episodes. and then defeat the Night King in three and defeat the... They split that in half. Like, they crammed, like, two seasons worth into one right. shorter season. Right. And that's what it's starting to feel like. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like you say, when she was pissed and when she was at Dragonstone she was super pissed and basically yeah. talking about you know burning the city down who Danny? yeah Danny yeah. was talking about burning the city down and Grey Worm was basically like let's fucking do it like, let's <laughs> go in I'm, I will kill everybody his, for you he's, he's lost his composure too well, you gotta man. think this is the first time in his life like the they're, they're, the Unsullied were eunuchs. You got to remember yeah. that. They had their dicks chopped off. So they were taught their whole life like not to love and not to feel true, anything. They true. were they were like robotic almost. And like the first time in his life that he finally started to care about somebody, bam, she gets kidnapped and taken <laughs> away from him. Oh, not only that. What do you think about that scene, dude? The, when she got her head cut off? Yeah, he was pissed. He couldn't even watch. Yeah, dude. He was shaking up. He's going to kill a lot of people before he dies, that's for sure. Did you think Cersei was going to do it? Oh, yeah, I knew the whole time she was. Yeah. She was, uh... I thought she was going to kill Tyrion when he walked up, when she had him raise the bows. She was about to, dude. I thought she would have done it right there. Dude, she was on some other freaking... She, you could tell that she was, like, for a split second thinking about, like, I don't know. Like, Tyrion's like, look, if you don't care about anybody else, I know you care about your kids. So, please, like, so many people will die. And, and also, Euron should know right there that Cersei's a lying, lying little whore because um, she just told Euron, what, like, a couple scenes prior to that, that she was pregnant with his baby. Oh, Euron's the dude. Euron's um, the dude at the, the boats. Yeah, with okay, the boats. Yep, yep. She's told him that she's pregnant with his baby, and he looked kind of shocked. And he looked at Kyburn, and he's a medical guy, and he confirmed it. So mm. he was like super happy. But how would if if she just told him? How would Tyrion know? And that's one of the first things Tyrion says when she comes up to him. He's like, "You have your baby to think about." So Euron should know that she's getting. That Cersei's playing him too. He but, probably doesn't care, right? And Just then also weird. that that ending scene is weird when they have the troops standing out there and the dragon is sitting right there beside them, and they have all those scorpions along the top of the castle. Yeah, they do, dude. If, <laughs> I mean, if they've played Cersei up to be is evil and is like will take the lowest, cheapest blow possible to advance herself. She would have just launched all the scorpions right there, killed the dragon, and killed Danny, and killed all the yeah. forces. Why wouldn't she have? I don't know. Maybe it felt she like just, it was a little weird. I think that's when people like that get too cocky, mm-hmm. and they feel like, oh, I just want to play with their food, you know, like and just but mess that's around. That's not like them. Cersei. I know. I made her like that. The, like she's always one that's like, if she can off you in the easiest way possible, she's gonna do that. And she, now, like they put them their stuff on a silver platter right then. Well, you know, another thing about Cersei know. is that, you know, as much as I don't like her, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's a good character that they've had in the show. Oh, and yeah. it feels like this season she's just been kind of just really emotionless and just kind of fake She smiling. hasn't been in a lot of this season. So yeah. Far. So she's had only a few episodes or a few scenes each episode. So I guess her finale when she dies, like, because I feel like if, if, I mean, I think she'll die. 
And when yeah, she does, the build-up for this season, is it's going to rely on, like, the, it, the whole show. Yeah. It's not going to be anything that happened. Like, she's had no, like, progression or development, except for taking that dude on. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know how they don't kill Cersei. I mean, I don't... If Jamie doesn't Jamie's do it, going. And it, what do you Arya think about that, would. dude? Jamie, uh, an old girl. Old girl getting on. Yeah, getting on. And then him, like, then running him, off. Right, dipping out on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. It kind of felt a little forced, though. I'm going to tell you, man. Well, like, I figured that... I thought at some point they would probably hook up. They they always kind of had some a little bit of a connection. Yeah, and then uh, it was hard. I didn't know which way to take it. I I don't know whether Jamie was going back to protect Cersei mm-hmm. or if he was going back because he realized all of the evil and horrible things that Cersei made him do mm. so he wants to go kill her because now that he's kind of wants to be with Brienne or is with her yeah he can't be with because she's such such like a pure soul and he's like not he's done a lot of spiteful and evil shit for Cersei and he admits to all that oh yeah so I think either I couldn't tell what his motives what his motives were which was kind of they're leaving an open ending which is nice yeah Um, there's still some things that feel kind of unpredictable there's a lot of people that could end up on the throne at the end I think Sansa might end up being the ruler of it all by the end of it if she plays her cards right I think it's possible that a lot of people if a lot of people die in this next episode, if you have John die, Danny die, Cersei die, um, you think it's gonna be like some Shakespeare stuff where you're gonna have this like tragedy at the end, like nobody really wins in the Game of Thrones. I think it ends in like a tragedy where like if Danny gets the throne, she does it by like becoming what she didn't want to become, where she mm. burns the city basically how to the ground. People would take that, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're kind of building her character to become that. Are if you, they don't kill her, then she's gonna. I think the only way now she with after them offing Masande like that, um, I think she burns the city. Are you uh, are you aware of the whole Starbucks thing? Yeah, I did. I, I forgot <laughs> to mention that. The you Starbucks know, what even cup? a Starbucks cup. Oh, wasn't it? Looks no, just it was. Like it one was one. just a just a regular coffee. Yeah, it was cup. just a regular coffee cup from on set, and somebody said something about Starbucks, and then they just got free publicity. Bro, I heard it was billions dollars of like um, free press. Oh much. yeah, I'm sure it was ridiculous. Golly, dude. Uh, and it's just you know they already took it out of the episode. If you go back what? and watch the episode now, it's, it's not on there. Yeah. Wow, good on them, dude. Well, it took them a couple of days to get out. You thought they were taking it out immediately? But... No, like with like that's like I don't even care about that. Like that when some people probably saw that and got pissed off, you know. And I can see that people are like, "Yo, it feels like you guys are rushing through this." Like you were saying about I don't know if we were recording yet, but we're. Weren't you saying something about HBO? Like originally had these dudes um, signed yeah, up. Yeah, I read. On some, somewhere I read, yeah, um, it could not be true, but it might be. I think it was on Reddit where I saw it. But where the writers had gotten HBO had given the green light for twenty episodes after mm-hmm. season season six. So instead of season seven being eight and this one being six, mm-hmm. we would have gotten two regular length ten episode seasons. But for some reason, they didn't want to do it. I think it's because they didn't, they, they were out of material ideas. ideas. They were ready to end it. Ah, man, and that's unfortunate, man. Like I'm not saying that I hate what 
the which the doesn't leave me uh, very hopeful for the prequels and stuff that they have. Yeah, coming up. are they working on that? Like the guys working on this? I, I don't know who's doing those. I, I, I think I, all that stuff's still rumored. I think I like know, that's know, something that's that that people need to like start looking at this show with is like because a lot of people are saying that I don't think it's being nitpicky either that like things are kind of off of a like some kind of vibe where the writing, like the pacing. The character development kind of all took like a different direction than, you know, it was building momentum for. And I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. I'm sure no matter what the ending is of this show, you're going to have people that love it. Oh, yeah, there's always going to be controversy because it's such a, there's so many people that watch it. Yeah. But um, I feel like there's going to be more people that dislike the ending than. I think so too. Now, from what we've seen, like, is there anything that you really feel like could really redeem that when you look at this whole like season, like as a whole, like it'll be like, oh, okay, I didn't really like that, but the way they ended it, it kind of wrapped it all up in a really good package for me. Like, what what would be like an ending now, based off of what's happened, that you kind of hope, you know, will will redeem the the season for you uh then either there's like an heir to the night king or the night king's not truly dead yeah Yeah, me too um and um probably john or danny sitting on the iron throne john or danny but not but i'm kind of rooting uh, against danny now dude yeah there's a lot of people that are they've kind of her character's changed. Yeah, she's I don't just, know if they did it on if it was supposed to purposely change. It's hard because of the way the writing is now for me. I don't. She could have redemption, man. Maybe she gets lost. Maybe her in character. Sauce. Yeah, maybe her character was supposed to. This was what was supposed to yeah, happen. Maybe to John her. gets like almost dead, and she has to see like, oh, I caused that because I was like being so like greedy and selfish for the throne. And right. But then maybe she'll be like Thanos and be like, whatever it takes, you know, like right. it's my destiny. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, I really hope that there's something still left with the Night King. I feel like Bran hasn't like revealed too much more other than like, hey, just let this dude come get me by a tree. You know, I feel like what's next though? Like, you want us to make like Cersei is like the the big bad now, and I'm like, okay, we'll see what. I guess we'll see what happens, but. The, the pacing, it feels like we're going to get a battle next episode. And then it's going to just be like maybe the finale of that battle. And then just kind of, okay, this yeah, is what happened. Yeah, I feel like happened. next episode is going to be the battle. And then at the end of that episode, you'll pretty much, you know, know who's going to be sitting on the Iron Throne. And the last episode will be like the pieces left. Mm-hmm. What's left to, you know, divvy out for who. Who gets what castles and where the future goes I would kind of be happy at this point now if nobody won like if something just like wiped them all out if the Night King came back and was like psych bitches I'm still around (laughs) did he have any people down in that area no he was just moving from the north south right just to the north south damn I I feel like they in the show I feel like it's wrapped up I I thought that was too easy dude it was way too easy. They should have had this really cool. The like, whole tagline this entire show has been "Winter is coming." Yeah. Like, they, how much have you seen that or heard that fucking phrase I don't know, about Game of Thrones? All you ever heard was "Winter is coming." Yeah. So I mean, I not think, the battle for the throne. You know, that was not the catchphrase. 
But it was the title of the show. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. But, I mean, but like you said, like, one of the first things that we see in, like, episode one is the White Walkers. And that's like, hey, this is, yeah, politics are going on, but there's also this looming bigger threat. And it was almost like they kind of dropped the ball on their Thanos. Like, they were building up this, like, bigger threat, and now it's like, no. Plus, we got, I didn't even mention this episode, but you got the shitty goodbye between Ghost and John. Yeah, I heard people didn't like that. That was was, fucking terrible, dude. He just kind of walks off. Yeah. I wouldn't have left my dire wolf or my dog like that. That motherfucker would have came with me. We're going to war, buddy. (laughs) Why? Why? Uh, Yeah. He was all about saving on CGI. That's why. Their budget, man. Right. That's exactly why. They got money. They should. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really just kind of. I'm committed now, but like, I'm not really excited for what's gonna happen. Me but too. I was like, before the season started, when we were talking about this. We were hyped, I was like man. super hype, and now I, I can just like tell in my voice. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, kind of like. Uh, kind of just like want to see how this ends, and and then just no. Maybe they'll. Maybe they're setting me up for the old. Oh, like Kansas City Shuffle. Yeah, true. Maybe not. Well, I hope you guys like these uh, episodes, and I uh, hope you guys stick around until the uh, series finale, which is in a couple weeks now. Two weeks. Two weeks. So only um, two more of these. Yeah, man, and I guess we'll maybe you know, land on a high note. Maybe. Not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that we probably came off a little negative in this episode, but I mean, I think that's just us being honest, and uh, that's what we You about. know, if we really liked it, you guys know we would have been like super stoked. But I think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like I want more. It's not that I'm really unhappy with what they're doing. I wish they just could have fleshed it out a little bit more. Yep, we needed a little bit more. It's kind of coming at you a little too much and too quick. And you're like, whoa. And see, it started off, we had three episodes where the story didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They were just in Winterfell waiting for the battle. And then we just like hit lightning speed after the battle. Yeah, things are moving fast. Right, now we're zooming on to the next battle because there's not much time left. There's only two I think it's... I wonder if it's the actors, like, or who it is. If it's HBO or the writers because, like, I wonder who's, like, really demanding Somebody drop the ball. Yeah, because it seems like you're... You got a good show. Well, I heard that the show... From some of the stuff I also read, I heard that the show was... It was never supposed to pass the book. The books were supposed to... Like, he was supposed to finish the book by now. Yeah, but he and totally he didn't. didn't. So, George R. R. Martin also kind of dropped the ball. So, it's a collective... It's a collective blame. dropping of the ball. Yeah, but if Get that, your balls together, boy. If, if it's picked up again, and then they score a touchdown, that's cool. But, like, if it's, like, what it... It's starting to kind of show signs of. I'm not gonna like. We're not gonna put the nail in the coffin or anything, but uh, but you guys let us know what you thought of this yeah. episode. I mean, out of all of them so far, it's probably my least favorite one. Definitely my least favorite of the four. And uh, and I didn't even really hate the last episode. I thought it was just like, oh man, I hate how that's over now because that was actually pretty. Kind of that was more scary than this battle here at yeah. King's Landing and yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, you guys uh, tune in next week and check out uh, part five of Wonder Thrones, where Shane will join me yet again. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying this mini-series. Thank you, Shane, for coming out um, and uh, being committed to these uh, the show, even if it's not going our way, you know? Yeah, dude, we're still doing it. We're knocking <laughs> yeah, it out. Exactly, it's man. It's been fun doing oh, this weekly, weekly series. 
Well, yeah, man. I hope we can do some more, man. Yeah, and hopefully we'll it will something. end on a good note, man. I'm a, we're going to stay optimistic, everybody. Yeah, you know? we still got two episodes, so yeah. there's a lot that can happen. But Exactly. So until we talk next week, you guys let us know what you think is going to happen in episode five. And then check us out next time to hear what we think about. Uh, what's the, Does anybody know what the episode for the episode title is for next week? Nope. I don't think they released that. Dang. That's, well, good. Well... <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm doing. I'm just lying. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all figure it out. Anyway, uh, I'm Beer Buddha and Shane. Uh, this Wonder Thrones. Talk to you later. Well, thank you guys for yet again listening to another episode of Wonder Soul. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you uh, enjoyed the format. And um, I just wanted to take this moment to talk about some things with uh, the podcast and uh, kind of update you on some of the things to expect moving forward as um, the one-year anniversary of Wondersoul is right around the corner. Um, it's actually in June. Um, so I got some special things hopefully planned for that episode in that time frame. Um, use it as a time to think about the future and also reflect into uh, the past year of uh, everything that this uh, podcast has done and become. So thank you once again. I can't thank you enough for listening to any and all episodes or anything that I've um, tried and experimented with as far as show ideas and uh, different platforms or ways to uh, listen um, I really appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to uh, experiment and just kind of test the flow of creativity that I hope that I can, you know, I plan to focus and narrow certain things, um, but I just had a lot of momentum going there and, you know, I just wanted to see what I can do and, uh, you know, push the limits of things. So. One of those uh, features, speaking of which, is Wonder Hotline, which is something I hope to keep around, but we'll see. Um, I uh, basically bought a Skype number for the month, uh, but it's really to encourage you guys, the listeners, to call in to the show throughout the week, anytime. You can call at any time in the day. It goes straight to voicemail, pretty much, unless like I change the setting, but it's made to be a... Dropbox of comments, questions, feedback, um, whatever you want to say. I want you guys to be more involved in the show and be a part of it and uh, voice your opinion as much as I voice mine and you hear my friends and other guests that have been on the podcast. Um, but I want to make you a part of the show. So um, the number is 205-876-8699. So call um, I'm going to try to do a better job of letting everybody know on social media like what to expect week to week so you can have you know an opportunity to chime in and be a part of these episodes. I want to take some of these voicemails um, and, and use them in the show um, and feature you guys and so we can kind of make this more of a uh, everybody creates and makes Wonder Soul. You feel me? So... That's something I want to try out, but, you know, obviously if it doesn't respond well, then, you know, we'll look at it and see what, if, uh, you know, if we can use it in the future, you know, sometimes timing is everything. Uh, I did wonder, wonder news, my bad, um, early in the podcast and it just didn't pick up like it has been now. And, you know, having friends like Mike and, um, you know, you guys encouraging 
you know, from the feedback that you guys like that show, you know, it's, it's kind of finding its way right now. So, you know, you just try things and uh, see how everybody responds. So one of the things that is going to help keep cool features like wonder hotline on and uh speaking of which before i get to that uh we are uploading the catalog onto soundcloud so follow us on soundcloud check out the podcast there if you um listen to music uh listen to beats podcasts whatever uh soundcloud we're gonna try that out see if that's a platform that you know you guys want to hear wonder soul on and if so then we'll do our best to keep it uh, pumping out on to uh, SoundCloud. So uh, check us out there. And uh, speaking of which, so uh, at the beginning of this month of May, I added a platform or an account or service, I guess is the better term is, um, but it's called Coffee. It's spelled K-O-F-I. And basically what it is, it's kind of like Patreon in the sense that you can support creators and and, uh, support things that you uh, enjoy that are made by independent creators um, and artists and stuff like that. And instead of like having a reoccurring subscription in a sense, like Patreon can be, um, you can just donate and there's goals on the page. Uh, You can receive some exclusive uh, content and I'm working on those details and uh, yeah, so you can basically help build and support Wondersoul on coffee and uh, you can find the link uh, to the Wondersoul page in the episode description um, and in the future uh, you can find it there as well. So check that out. Um, I'm trying to release like certain things like the cover arts as they're being made over time, just kind of make coffee more of a priority as far as getting uh, updates to the podcast um but still definitely um letting everybody know on twitter and instagram you know what's going on and when to expect everything um so check that out check out the soundcloud call us on wonder hotline um i want to try to be different in the sense of adding cool features to the podcast that make it more interactive uh, outside of social media, which is, you know, it's awesome to connect and share things on social media. Um, if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Instagram, please do. It's a really good way to uh, just stay in the know of what's going on and, you know, any changes or updates uh, to the podcast and just, you know, a good way for us to interact and connect. So, um, but yeah, just wanted to get your guys' feedback on the, uh, the format. Um, I'm really... I'm really sure that I, you know, I thought at the time that it would lessen the workload. Um, but I, I, am also wondering about some of the topics that are discussed, like as far as time sensitivity and, and, um, trying to get those things that you guys probably want to hear as soon as, uh, you know, they're relevant out in, uh, you know, a good matter of time instead of waiting, um, you know, throughout the week. So, you know, that's just my own you know, criticism and, uh, you know, I've heard from different people that, you know, that's also something that they had, you know, had concerns about kind of, I guess like fusing and jamming everything into one package. Um, but I felt like it would just be a unique idea having a variety of, you know, topics and shows and guests on and, you know, maybe in the future, once everything gets really ironed out and there's more of a consistency, um, as far as like what to expect and the templates, uh, used for the podcast. Cause 
one of the things I take pride in with the podcast is that every every episode in some way is, is pretty different. Um, you won't listen to any of the last almost 100 episodes and they won't sound the same. There's different background music, different cover art, different, you know, topics, uh, so much. Uh, different background music, intro music, clips. You know, I just try to make this like really cool combination of different art inspiration creativity and um you know just everything that i can to make a, a really cool audio experience in a way um drawing inspiration from a lot of podcasts that i've listened to over the years and just different things that i've found really cool as far as movies television music and stuff like that but um so I, I definitely plan to keep true to that, um, but as I've realized here with work, with life and everything, I don't have the time like I used to um, to devote into making sure that every episode was uh, unique in its own way. But um, so I have this plan um, as far as moving forward, especially after the, the year one mark and uh, the 100th episode. Um, which are going to be two really important milestones in, in this podcast. Obviously, uh, to any anybody doing anything after you do it a hundred times, I mean, that's, that's worthy of like just kind of going, all right, cool, we, we've made it to this part. You know, now let's, uh, let's learn from this past year and then let's move forward and let's only improve and get better. So um, when you're doing something like this and it's a lot of self-taught, you know, you, you run into a lot of, you know, trial by error. So, you know, I've been experimenting and like I just mentioned earlier, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity, you know, um, I know a lot of people like consistency and that's something that I'm trying to bring to Wonder Soul in some ways so that you at least know to a certain extent what to expect. Um, so you'll know if it's something you like or not. And, uh, so you don't spend time, you know, wasted that you, you could be spending doing something that's more your flavor. Um, so um, with that being said, I think what I'm going to do moving forward and I'm going to say this now and I'm not going to make a final decision until the end of this week, more than likely. But I want to have it so uh, we'll have Wonder Soul, which is like the OG more you know, relatable real life stuff. Um, we'll have the solo episodes of that. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to keep those under an hour and then we'll have that like at the beginning of the week, uh, about the middle of the week, we'll have wonder talk. All right. So that's going to feature a guest every week, whether it's somebody you're familiar with or definitely some new, uh, people that I've definitely been, you know, meaning to have on the show. Uh, so you'll get that in the middle of the week. Um, We'll have fun and just let that just kind of either go, um, you know, free flowing or it will be kind of an interview in a sense, or maybe there'll be like a theme that we're, we're sitting down to discuss. Um, and so that will be like, you know, a couple, you know, an hour or two, you know, just because I like those longer conversations and if they're shorter, they're shorter, but the uh, goal is to keep them, you know, longer than the Wonder Soul original stuff. Um, so, uh, other than that, then you'll get wonder news. Um, that'll be at the end of the week, uh, whether it's Friday or sometime during the weekend. Um, those are going to be a little bit shorter. They're going to be about 15 to 30 minutes. Um, and they might be me and me and Mike or who knows, you know, we're, we're going to work out everything. It's all about trying to 
get uh, everybody's schedules in line and you know finding the time to record and do all that stuff which everybody has uh, you know uh, schedules and personal responsibilities they gotta buy to and that's everybody listening and uh, you know everybody involved with Wondersoul at the moment um, so with that you just gotta be patient you gotta make it work when you can and uh, you know just appreciate the fact that people are taking time to uh, be a part of this and record. So I'm, I'm very thankful to everybody who's ever been on this podcast. So I just want to take a moment to say that. So thank you. Um, so that's, that's, that's the podcast. That's going to be the podcast, at least moving forward for the time being. Uh, so that's, uh, at the most on a good week, if everything works out and life doesn't get in the way, three episodes, um, all ranging in content, but staying true to our, you know, personal motto, I guess of, you know, entertain, educate, and inspire. Those are like the three goals that I would love to um, abide to moving forward and hold true to. So I know you're probably like, well, what about review fours and all the other content that we've had on the podcast before? Um, Well, my idea is now to shift it to YouTube. Let it be more YouTube exclusive content. So lately, if you've been paying attention or, or seeing it, if you've had time, um, and if you've you know following the podcast and uh, stuff like that, I've been uploading more content to YouTube. Yeah, so honestly, it's only been a couple videos, but um, just trying new ideas and also seeing what the uh, viewership and reaction to. Uh, that kind of content is and to be completely uh, honest with you guys I mean um, I feel that after a year of doing the podcast I'm finally kind of getting used to my voice and listening to my voice I've always avoided that and that was always a self-conscious wall in front of me when doing the podcast now video and YouTube uh, that's like a whole nother level of insecurity that I've Uh, You know, I'm challenging myself moving forward to try to get more comfortable with and confident and and be able to truly be myself and kind of have, um, you know, a good time doing it and not feel self-conscious. So, um, (laughs) you know, so that's going to be an adjustment. But I feel like uh, moving forward, there's a lot of content that Wondersoul has done. And even though it can be done in audio, I think visual like. Yeah, something to look at people talking and if in the future you know different things like video editing and adding different things to it um i think there's potential there and so i'm always trying to figure out like another way to bring something new and uh you know i can't avoid that you know with doing stuff like this you can't avoid that so um yeah so review fours reaction fours which are going to be probably like a spoiler free general impression uh trailer talks uh i want to bring on like wonder sounds which is like album reviews wonder sports which is like sports talk you know either you know about football basketball just either big moments or stories or headlines um q a's retro reviews so much i want to just uh have that focus on youtube and just try to narrow this uh, this whole process and uh, hopefully you know we can get some consistency and some rhythm down and then like really we can explore other things but um, moving forward that's looking like the best bet now I want to hear from you guys uh, 
you know, what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, less of, um, you know, give me honest uh, feedback as far as why you listen to the podcast, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like. And, you know, I'm always going to be uh, open-minded and, 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 and I'm here for your guys's uh, criticisms. I mean, that's the only way you can improve. And uh, if you're not honest and I'm not honest with myself, there's no, there's no room for improvement, you know? So, um, but I appreciate everybody who's uh, supported in some kind of way and just, you know, just know that it does mean a lot to me. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the really big update, like just moving forward, just been trying to balance life and everything and try to get it so I constantly enjoy what I'm doing when it comes to the podcast and creating and I can still you know have time and energy for other things in life and until I get to a point where I can do this full time and not have to devote so much time to other things um you know I I gotta make it work and you know right now this seems like the best way that I can do that and still keep as much content flowing and growing um, as we move forward. So, um, yeah, just wanted to be transparent and, you know, honest with you guys and keep you guys posted. Uh, I try not to show all the cards in my hand, but I, I, I feel that it's important to establish this, uh, connection as far as communication. Like I, we, we got to express good communication in, in order to, have any kind of relationship, you know, and, and people don't consider these kind of things like a relationship, but I mean, it, it kind of is, um, you know, I don't want to ever lose trust and I don't want to not have any stable ground where everything's constantly changing. So, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can to, to find some, you know, themes that we can, you know, focus on. So, Anyways, um, you know, like I said, the one year is right around the corner. I'm excited. Uh, it's crazy to even think that, you know, this has gone this far and this long and just the amount of connections and everything that I've made up to this point has been just the fact that people, you know, respond to this stuff and it's, it's pretty wild to think about. So, um, you know, around the one year mark, I have plans for maybe uh, a website, uh, Patreon launch, like a pro professional, like really focused, uh, really thought out, you know, Patreon, um, set up so we can continue to grow this, this podcast and, uh, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of things over the horizon. So I figured like I take this opportunity, you know, before we reach those milestones and to, to just do any course correction and, uh, improve or, or, you know, make adjustments where needed. So one more last thing before I let you guys go. And I appreciate you guys listening to this part. If you are still tuning in, um, but, uh, the other day was Mother's Day and I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom and to say thank you, uh, so much for all your support and care when it came to me even tossing around the idea of doing a podcast or anything like this. Uh, you know, one can only be so lucky to have a parent that has encouraged them to, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to, anything is possible mindset, which I know... Sometimes, um, when you get older, it can be, a, a, a you know, it's a more challenging thing than just that, you know, so, um, but you've, uh, you know, shown me that 
you just don't ever give up and you just you keep a positive outlook on life and everything and just that has been so important uh, for me and you know I just want to say thank you and thank you for your support thank you for everything you've done and do um, and yeah happy Mother's Day I love you and other than that guys I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to another episode of Wonder Soul you guys know follow us on Twitter Instagram subscribe on YouTube and uh, yeah subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends family co-workers classmates whoever and uh, yeah that's going to be it for episode 92 I can't wait to talk to you guys again in episode 93 So stay tuned, um, and uh, we will talk later. So take care.